0: Hello, this is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to episode number 470 of the Nutrition Diva podcast. One of the themes that we're talking about this month is gut health, and today I've got some news on a new study that finds a possible link between colon cancer and your daily calcium supplement. A new study published earlier this month found that taking a calcium supplement could increase your risk of developing polyps in your colon especially if you've ever had polyps in the past. Calcium supplements are among the most commonly recommended and commonly taken nutritional supplements. Although adequate calcium intake throughout life, but especially during childhood and adolescence, can reduce the risk of osteoporosis later in life, the benefits of calcium supplementation in midlife and beyond appear to be modest at best. And a growing body of evidence suggests that calcium supplements can increase the risk of other problems, such as kidney stones, heart disease, and now colon polyps. In this latest study, researchers recruited 2,000 people who had previously been diagnosed with polyps and divided them into four groups. One group took a supplement providing 1,200 milligrams of calcium per day, and that's a pretty standard dosage. A second group took 1,000 international units of vitamin D. A third group took both calcium and vitamin D. And a fourth group took a placebo pill. The researchers probably hoped that those people that were taking the calcium would have a lower incidence of polyps, and that would have been in line with the results of a meta-analysis that was published in 2016, which found that taking 1,200 to 2,000 milligrams of calcium per day led to a modest decrease in the incidence of colon polyps. However, this was not what they saw. Five years into the study, no significant difference was seen between the groups. But fortunately, the study did not end there, because 10 years into the study, they saw that the groups who were taking the calcium were three times more likely to develop additional colon polyps than the group who was taking the placebo. And let me just stress that there was no link between the calcium intake from foods and an increased risk of colon polyps. Now, it's important to point out that polyps are not cancerous but they can eventually turn into cancer if they're not removed. And this is why those screening colonoscopies are so important. Catching and removing these relatively benign polyps before they can become malignant can save your life. And because the patients in this study were being closely followed, none of them developed colon cancer but even if it doesn't lead to cancer, taking a supplement that increases the occurrence of colon polyps may lead to unnecessary medical costs and risks due to more frequent screening and the removal of those polyps. And I speak from personal experience here. When I went for my first screening colonoscopy a couple of years ago, The doctor found a large polyp, which required two additional procedures to completely remove. And believe me, nobody could have been more surprised than me. This doesn't run in my family, and I had absolutely no risk factors for this. In any case, because they found that, instead of returning after five or ten years for my next screening, I now have to go in every year to be rechecked. And although my initial procedure was at an outpatient endoscopy center... I now have to do these in a hospital, which costs both me and my insurance company about five times as much as it does to do it in the endoscopy center. And of course, every time they put me under, there is a risk that something could go wrong. The likelihood of injury or infection is pretty low, but having to have this procedure every year instead of every decade obviously increases my risk substantially. Of course, I am super grateful that this was caught early in my case, and that's why I take every opportunity, including this one, to encourage people not to put off their screenings. I will take the inconvenience and the expense of frequent colonoscopies over chemotherapy and surgery any day. But if taking calcium supplements increases the number of people who require this more intensive follow-up that's a pretty big price to pay, especially if it's not actually doing that much to prevent fractures or osteoporosis, which is why we're taking them in the first place. And now let's talk about how we can make sure that we're getting enough calcium without increasing our risk of colon polyps. As I said before, none of the harmful effects that were observed with calcium supplements have been seen in people who are getting their calcium from foods. And even if your diet falls short of the recommended intake for calcium, you can probably fill the gap with a much smaller dose than people usually take. The total recommended intake for calcium is 1,000 to 1,300 milligrams per day, depending on your age. Most calcium supplements and most of the research on calcium supplementation are designed to provide 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams of supplemental calcium per day, but this is almost always overkill. According to the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, affectionately known as NHANES, the average American takes in over 1,000 milligrams of calcium per day from foods alone and even those who are falling below the recommended intake from diet could meet that intake by taking just 250 milligrams of supplemental calcium. So why are we all taking so much? Doubling up on your calcium will not make your bones twice as strong, but it may increase your risk of other health problems. Finally, I just want to remind you that calcium is only one of many nutrients that we need for strong bones. Vitamin D helps your body absorb and use that calcium, but strong bones also require a host of other vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, even protein. So leafy greens and other fruits and vegetables, legumes, nuts, seeds, whole grains, fish, and lean meats all contribute important bone-building nutrients. And for more on this, please see my previous episode entitled Diet for a Healthy Bones. And also, I don't want you to forget about vitamin X, which stands for exercise, because exercise not only increases the health of your bones, but it also helps improve your muscle strength and balance and preserves your overall vitality as you age. And for more tips on how to get and stay fit and strong at any age, be sure to check out the Get Fit Guy podcast, also on the Quick and Dirty Tips Network. You'll find a transcript of today's episode, along with links to those research studies that I mentioned, as well as related Nutrition Diva episodes, on our website at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. And you'll find me at nutritionovereasy.com, and of course, on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page, where I always love to hear what's on your mind. And before I sign off, I just want to give a big, warm shout out to my Quick and Dirty Tips colleague, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, who hosts the Savvy Psychologist podcast. Ellen just published a book on social anxiety called How to Be Yourself, and I absolutely love this book. If you or someone you know has ever dealt with any kind of social anxiety, and according to Ellen's research, that's over 80% of us, well then go to quickanddirtytips.com slash anxiety to check out Ellen's new book and pick up a copy. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.